Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face, and then they take a shiv or a machete, and they stab it in your back. I'm a Wall Street guy, and I'm more of a front-stabbing person, and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about them. Nobody talk about politics, like, don't say anything, you know. A marriage that's been through it all. She has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition. These are the views of a couple in love. A couple with children. A couple with differing opinions and perspectives a couple that survived he's kind of like an impetuous guy in in many ways that's great in some ways it's tough when you're married what leads them back to each other communication conversation and a realistic outlook on the world we live in your hosts anthony and deirdre scaramucci this is mooch and the missus I'm here. Can oh, you hear me? I, I didn't turn my mic on. Oh, see that? We have a microphone malfunction <laughs> from microphone. Mrs. Mooch. So, so Mrs. Mooch, let's get right into it. Well, uh, it's almost Turkey Day. Oh, well, happy Thanksgiving right? to everybody. Yeah. And uh, I'm already starting the fattening process, which I feel terrible about. Um, Prior and, to Turkey Day? You already yeah, fat? Yeah, but I, I'm wearing my bamboo bra right now, just holding everything together. So you can't really tell. But, but yes, I'm gaining some weight. Oh, that's okay. Um, my Twitter hater said that I'm off the cocaine, so it looks like I've gained weight. I mean, it's like unbelievable. But anyway, I've never used cocaine. That's the truth. Let's go to Michael <laughs> Avenatti, because I think this is like super important, because he's a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Los Angeles-based actress. Uh, well, that's the, this is the part that's so surreal to me, because this is like me now. Now she's me, and which is so interesting, because I had this conversation with her the weekend of the Emmys. And she's like, you know, I met this guy. I'm not even from the States. I'm from Estonia. And I had no idea who he was. And we just completely hit it off. And that was before he became a public figure. And um, ever since then, it's been really hard for her. So I don't really know what happened here because they... Okay, she's you in what way? Okay, just for the record, everybody, I've never... Hit my wife. No, I've never I don't had, mean that. I'm saying domestic violence. No, I'm saying that ever. all of a sudden she's or in the newspaper. One, right? I'm reading her name. Right. Um, right. And By the way, I'm not saying Michael did it. I know. Do you think Michael did it? I have no idea. I can't. You know. I don't think so, but I'm confused because before her name came out, I was like, "That's complete and total bullshit." It's sorry about that. Say that. Bogus. Yeah, it's a, podcast. It's okay. <laughs> it's a I mean, setup. I can't they, control they my figure, Thursday. They probably figure that you were had a very clean mouth until you met me, and now you have a body mouth. It's right. okay. You can use the word bullshit on a podcast. Okay, sorry. So yep. I thought it was total bogus until her name appeared, because now I'm like, okay, maybe it is real. I, you know, I thought it was just like these random people coming out of the woodwork to try to frame him and take him down. But I'm confused by why she would do that, you know, because they they seem to have a pretty solid relationship when we've spent time with them. Yeah. And so so now his two wives. But again, that's why it's like I feel like people when they were like, oh, dear, 
when they saw me, my name sprawled across, they were like, what the heck is that? Because the same thing, I think people were like, oh, I thought they were fine. You know what I mean? I thought they were good. So why is that right. happening? You know? Well, I mean, look, I mean, well, our situation got very stressful, obviously. No, it's different from this, though. Some I'm just saying it was a personal mistake uh, and things like that. And so, I mean, that, I mean, that's ultimately we have to figure out. I, I, I think what, what I found interesting here is that he was accused of it a couple of days ago. And it seems like she waited until she went for the, I guess, the restraining order. So, um, you know, listen, I, I like Michael. I think it's super important for people that are on different sides of the political spectrum, figure out a way to get along. I mean, I was with this guy, Hamilton Nolan, last night from Splinter, uh, which was like a, it's a left-leaning uh, blog. It's sort of a takeover from Gawker. Uh, they screened the documentary Mooch. Uh, when the documentary was over, they asked me to sit for question and answering. I mean, they were just roasting me on the pit. I was like, where's the apple? Can you put the apple in my mouth so I can be a total porky pork on the uh, on the spit, just spinning? Um, but my attitude is I have no problem doing that. They asked me if I would go to a socialist rally, honey. Uh, uh, the, the Democratic Socialists of America would invite me to one of their events. I said, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? They'll, they'll, Not even I would go yeah, to that. Yeah, but I, I, I would go. What's it? So there's something, uh, there's Democratic Socialists? Yeah, Democratic Socialists Those of America. I think it's like 200 Ocasio-Lopez. Miss Ocasio-Lopez is like hanging out, uh, handing out free stuff. And that so, should be interesting. So I was like, okay, no problem. I'm happy to go. Just I don't want any violence because the problem is when you disagree with somebody and they actually are usually wrong. They get upset. You know, that's why you're not allowed to speak at campuses. That's not what you're allowed to, you know, most, most left-leaning people, because they're so literally wrong about the argument, literally wrong about the policy, that they, you, can't, you can't have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had that experience. So, but go back to Michael. So mm-hmm. you like Michael. Mm-hmm. You obviously like uh, his Morelli. girlfriend. Yeah. And so, you know, what do you think? And then what do you know. think about the notion of due process? So now he's a he's in the category of Kavanaugh and Donald Trump and every other person. There's no due process in the country. He's a domestic uh, well, violence abuser. Well, for me, abuser. it would be a no, an easy no-brainer thing. If she says he did it, I'm going to assume she he did because I know her and I have absolutely a pretty good judge of character. I don't mm-hmm. think she would say that if uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't true. But... If this is some sort of type of political operation and someone's framing them or something and she doesn't really know how this happened and she got dragged into it, I would say I still think he's kind of a a relatively normal person. Mm -hmm. So whatever normal means. But I just think he has so much at stake. It would be odd to risk every single thing, a presidential nomination, um, just his notoriety. He was mm-hmm. so involved with the Me Too movement. Right. So, so like, it would just like, be an like, odd his, thing. His career as an attorney. Also, his, his two former wives are saying that they never had any incidents right, like that at all. Right, and he has two daughters. So it's right. just an odd thing to think that he would, for one split second, risk all of that mm-hmm. and put all that on the line right, for well, something. We'll have but, to get, at some point, we'll have to get Michael on the podcast when he's ready to come on. We'll, uh, yeah, I think he's we'll too much. We'll ask point blank. But, but he's I, too entrenched I get in it. the I BS hope, right now. I hope now. they're okay. And I, and, I, and I also think that people should have some level of due process when they're accused of things. Again, I'm not saying he didn't do it. He could very well have done it, but we've got to sort of calm this stuff down in our society. So, But you know what's but, so strange? This just goes to show you that anybody that, if you're long enough in the spotlight and it's at all politically driven, something is going to happen to you because the knives are out. 
So, Do you think people are anesthetized to that now, or do you think that that's an effective strategy for oppositional research people to go after people like Michael Avenetti or myself or the president or Secretary Clinton? I think we're becoming semi-obliviously numb to it because it happens every day now, but I still think in the back of people's minds there's a little kernel of doubt when you're looking at the person like, so really I, I think it's a very, if I'm going to be on the record, I think it's a very effective strategy. I watched that strategy unfold on myself personally, and I can't tell you the number of times I've been in a setting where I am uh, conversing with somebody like, oh, wow, he's, he's totally different than the way they portrayed him in the media. You, you and I were in Brussels last week. They spoke to 40 different families at the Harvard Club of Brussels dinner. I don't know. I think they had a different opinion of me after I was done speaking. Mm-hmm. So I mean I think it's I think it, it it's going to happen now. Uh, we're in the political character assassination business. We're in the targeted business to take people out. Uh, if you can destroy somebody's family, even better because now you've totally destabilized them and you've created uh, generations of dysfunction uh, for that family. And so that's even better for these malicious animals. And so you know I don't know where it will end, but I do know that the American people are turned off by this sort of stuff. And it's the reason why they, by and large, hate Washingtonian establishment politicians. And the good news about the Internet and social media is that their chicanery and their games are being exposed. You know, And I, I feel like I have a personal 11-day Ph.D. in Washington scumbaggery. And so I can, I can actually see this stuff for what it is. So let's turn to a moment of hypocrisy. And I'd like to get your reaction to this. Ivanka Trump is uh, using a private email server from the White House, and she's emailing cabinet officials and other governmental officials from her private email server while she is working for the president, who happens to be her father. And your reaction to that is what? Well, I mean, I was saying earlier that I think even if she literally emailed the glam squad from her official email address and it had absolutely nothing to do with any sort of classified information or anything sensitive they would go after her either which way just because they're ready to pounce they're waiting to pounce they're looking for something to do and say and i mean so her personal emails are not captured by the freedom of information act something called foia right the whitehouse.org emails are and so, but that's what I is this? I th- this she so, she doesn't strike me as a lazy person. Neither does Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So what is the deal? Is it just lack of sleep or some sort of technical malfunction? Why can't I have my work email address on my phone and I have my personal email address on my phone and I toggle back and forth between them? I know very specifically which one I'm using and I'm and. I'm specific about it. So if you're working for the president and you're in the White House or you are Hillary Clinton, you're the secretary of state, whatever, don't you know what you're using? And wouldn't you be very, very, very like diligent about not uh, crossing? I don't know what I said. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, that's going to oh live in God. infamy, that crazy stuff that this guy did, right? But, but Anthony go- was on some... Where was he? Uh, no, I was on the Jeremy Vine show. Oh, we were, okay, so we were it, in London. They showed that and clip. And he's like on this very popular, it's almost like the Today Show, and he's on a panel for the whole entire show, and they play that clip like in seriousness, 
And it's one of these like inside jokes between me and Anthony. And so when they played it, I was watching from my hotel room and I'm like, oh my God, how is he not like rolling right now? But he totally kept a straight right, well, face. Let, let me just give some context. Okay. So we think that the, oh, I don't, oh, I don't, I don't remember. I said. Oh, we we I don't think remember. it's one of the most outrageous, insane things. And that the fact that he was like still able to win the presidency after the way he handled that. And so just so everybody knows that my wife is coming across as beautiful and charming and smart, but there is a giddiness to her personality, and she has played the YouTube. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know what I said. She's literally played remember. this thing probably one million times, like Dustin Hoffman and Rain Man. Okay, so it's like four o'clock Wapner. It could be three o'clock. I don't know. I don't remember. So, oh, you're so now, acting like you weren't laying next okay, to me in the bed. Okay, so and watching I. I actually think it's one of the funniest things that I've ever seen. Now, I've said this, and someone's listening to the podcast, they think that we're taking out handicapped people. No, we're people. not. We're there's laughing nothing, at him and his nothing to do with that. We're laughing at him. The, the gall and the balls to go up yeah. there and do that and right. be so- idiot. That, that's that's what we're, that's what we're that's what we're laughing what at. We're like, what like, is he even doing? What is he doing? We're like, how is he pulling this off? Doing right? He's calling John McCain. Uh, you know, I don't know. He's a, he likes his war criminals. I mean, war prisoners captured. Well, that's the same uncaptured. thing like I mean, McRaven and this Bin Laden thing. Like, oh, he only took down like the most wanted man in the world, but it. It didn't took, happen soon enough, right, took, and he could have. It would had have been nice if it happened quicker. Soon, yeah. Like, right. what are you no, even but, talking I mean, about? You know, a, he's a, like the epitome a, of a Monday morning quarterback. It's such a mistake because he's got two million people in the armed services and countless number of veterans, and he's got their families. And you can dislike a few of the political figures in the American military system, but going after him like that is different. Now, people say, "Well, why are you going after John Kelly? Forty years in the Marine Corps, and blah blah blah." It's different. John well, Kelly. That's a personal thing. No, John between- Kelly took a political job, and then after I had worked super hard for the president, gave a ton of money, gave a ton of time and energy, made one mistake. You don't fire a guy like me like that. And so, John Kelly and I will will uh, have that's an issue for the I rest of our lives. I want to ask you about your your yeah. syntax, your verbiage. I want to ask yeah. you. So when you say you don't fire a guy like me, like versus who else? Like he shouldn't fire anybody like yeah. that. Oh yeah, I, anybody. But somebody. I mean, listen. If 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 I came in with a axe and I took an axe to the side of the White House, and you want to fire me abruptly like that and make that sort of a Are spectacle? Are you talking about everything scene? that we as a family sacrificed and did for that yeah. campaign? And you personally? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't fire me like that. Right. I mean, so it makes him uh, congenitally a bad guy. And, uh, you know, I, I strongly dislike the guy. And uh, I got no problem calling him there out for what he is. There was no mad love between him yeah, and no, I got John no problem Kelly. Call, I got no problem calling out. The best thing that Rice Priebus has going for him is John Kelly because it's the race to the bottom of the worst chief of staff in White House history. And so John Kelly, uh, by virtue of his longevity, hmm. will be known historically as the worst chief of staff in White House history. Just a ridiculous sort of a guy. But let's go back to this. We've got Ivanka's email. Mm-hmm. And, well, uh, I mean, so what do you think you're, about you're, it? Well, what I think about tell it me, is that me. they're trying to avoid the Freedom of Information Act. They both know that, and that's why they're using the private server, because they know that's not going to be captured on FOIA. It's not going to get released at some point as part of the historical documentation of what they're doing. And so there's some sensitive material they don't want to have a phone call about it for whatever reason, and so they're sending it via email. And so uh, I think we got to change the rules. 
I think that there should be a safe space for these bureaucrats, these policymakers, these elected public no, servants. No, but I'm confused. Assuming it was like a personal email on the private. No, I think it was business. I think I think she's sending business information over her personal email, uh, and the oh, reason why vice pe- versa, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah. I think it's business. Yeah. I think she's sending business to a cabinet official, oh, okay, yeah. because she wants to avoid it going into the capture the, and archival system. I just had like system. a two-hour sleep on moment over there. Yeah, and somebody said, "Well, doesn't doesn't the uh, the cabinet person aren't they capturing on their end too? They might be, unless she's sending it to right, a exactly, personal. Unless so you... she's sending it to a personal email on the cabinet side. And so, so the point the point being is How that how do they discover this though? That's a good question. There was an independent watch group that apparently picked this up somehow, or you know, maybe somebody leaked it. You know, unfortunately, in Washington, if you want a friend, buy a dog. And so Ivanka could have sent it to somebody that she thought was friendly to her. And they said, oh, look at this. I'm getting a personal email from Ivanka Kushner Trump or uh, Trump Kushner. And she sends it to somebody and leaks it to the journalist. And the journalist reports it to CNN. And here we go. Around the merry-go-round again of disgust and cynicism. But for me, uh, uh, I'm going to defend both Secretary Clinton and uh, uh, Ivanka and say that there has to be in our society now, because of the prolific use of email, there were whispering and confidential conversations in the corridor of the White House in the 1800s. And when they developed phones, there were whispering and confidential phone calls, and they should have some safe space among them where if they really want to send something to each other, they think shouldn't be in the archives for whatever reason, they should have the opportunity to do that. So, Like an opt-out. That's what I'm calling for. So. <clears throat> But 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 I hear you, and so the hypocrisy that'll be a very big campaign point uh, uh, going forward because of all the stink that was made about Secretary Clinton's emails. Um, so let let me switch abruptly to my favorite topic and a fellow Italian American, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, okay. Okay, so I want to ask you. about I was interested Na- in this asylum thing quickly. I just wanted to see. You what want you to thought talk about, about the asylum thing? Well, quickly? we can talk no, about no, Pelosi. No, 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 Crazy no. Podcast. Sean Hannity just told me that you're the star of. Mooch and the misses, and you're carrying the show, mm-hmm. and I'm just your water boy. Everybody no. refuses to call Sean Hannity. I had numerous <laughs> conversations with Sean Hannity at Fox, and Sean Hannity said... What did Sean Hannity say? That's what we want to know, right? Sean Hannity, man. Great. Yeah, uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, great, great, I don't great, remember. Great, great human being, Sean, Sean Hannity. Hannity. Okay, what, guys, mention the asylum thing before we go on. Mention it? Yeah. So what do you, what do you think about the denial... Of the asylum, I don't know. I haven't. So I just, I just started thinking about this this morning when I was coming into the podcast, and um, I don't know. What do you think? Well, why, why are you saying you don't know? Because you're know. torn. You're torn. Yeah, right? it's a hard thing with well, anything people related. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Especially, you can't ask me these things all around right, the holidays. All right. all right, so let's just talk about it. When there's I'm a, tired and when rush, like, I'm fighting with the border. The uh, people are obviously fleeing some level of listening. violence. They're probably feeling some level of crime. It's around the holidays. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give the, I'm trying to give the setup, <laughs> yeah. and then we're going to go into <laughs> no. the holidays. I, hear you. I said, and I hear when you. I'm fighting with the mooch. Oh, yeah. You can't ask me all emotional right. questions when we're in, arg- in an argument. Okay. Okay, go. Okay, so just for podcast listeners out there, the Mooch and the Misses are fighting right now. Okay, we're going to war over stuff that happened 15 to 24 months ago. 
And so, you know, what happens is when you, you know, this is a very sexist comment to say, I'm, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this, but when you're married to a woman, they have an indelible memory. Like my wife is not a black box, like recorder from the airlines. <laughs> She's a blonde box. Okay. And so what happens is anything that I've ever said, done, or written is a tattoo ink stain inside of her brain and it's right inside of her forehead a tattoo no you know we need to ask our listeners can we ask our listeners so he i have this habit of i think he does it too but he tries to pretend that he doesn't but when he sends me like jerk off texts that are like so nasty i take screenshots and i and i save them for all of eternity and then i don't when i feel like do not do that no i think you do no i don't i don't know you don't have anything on the five children Uh okay i do not do that no because i figure it's in the moment you're at least half italian but the way you effing act you're probably like 105 percent italian Mm -hmm. and so you get very temperamental and crazy and so i said okay that's a bad moment let's let the moment pass not you i have a bad moment so interesting he you you freeze dry it like i'm han solo in the goddamn movie episode six okay so he thinks that it's a moment in time like you could literally say or do anything to the person and then (laughs) it's a moment in time so you just move on that's so my wife thinks i'm hannibal lecter where i'm gonna fucking stab her Carve her up and then have and a then fucking bottle of And then he's like, what happened? That was yesterday. Chian- then I'm going to have a bottle of Chianti while I'm eating her. Okay? He's like, listen, I'm, totally- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rake you over some hot coals. And then in like five minutes, I'm going to be like, what do you want to do for dinner? That's him. Okay, all right. I grew up in a morosely- And I'll be upset about it. And he'll be like, I grew up what are you so upset about? That was like two dis- days ago that I said that uh, I hated uh, you and okay. you were ugly and everything. I never, ever have said that. Okay. And mm-hmm. I, I did grow up in a morosely <laughs> dark uh, Italian family. Okay. Everybody loves Raymond had nothing on the f- Ricardo family that I grew up in. Right. So, all right. So, go ahead. Ricky Ricardo. I didn't say Ricardo. I right, said Ricardo. Exactly. I said the Ricardo You're going to get family. in trouble for that, too. I didn't say the You're Ricardo. You're going to be like Kim Kardashian has to go and apologize for saying, like, oh. Well, that's the other thing, okay? Everything is a microaggression, okay? You can't. One thing comes at him. Oh, he said something terrible. We got to uh, issue an apology. Okay. Hey, people say terrible things. There's been 5,500 years of uh, uh, communication. And Neil, people do say terrible things. having a fun time with the sound bites, but the mooch is just talking over yeah, the I'm sound talk bites. Right over. Okay, yeah. so I love my wife, even though she's mad at me. And so it's fine. But it, what happens is, and there are some men that are listening to the podcast. So here's what happens you got to be very careful out there. Okay, one syllable gets out of place. Okay, it's like the way this blonde next to me blow dries her hair. You can't have one piece of frizz. You're going to absolute apocalypse, you know, <laughs> epileptic seizure of one piece of frizz is hanging out. And that's you with your syllables, men. So what you got to dial back your syllable use and you got to remember that whatever you're saying I is being tat- is going to be tattooed inked into the inside of the forehead of your wife or spouse's brain. Right. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, let's talk about the asylum, though. Okay, so, go ahead. So the problem with the asylum is it's absolutely terrible because these people are fleeing something. Uh, but we're trying to control the border. And so you have uh, the ACLU, which used to be uh, 35 years ago when I was in law school, a little more balanced. They were always left-leaning, but now they are just... Whack doodle left leaning. They won't champion any right leaning civil liberty violation, only left leaning now. Uh, so they're out there and they want to help these people. You know what, though? And I the have judge such an basically said, slow it down. I have an interesting take on this now that we were in Europe and just got back from Europe. So we were at a dinner and we're the only Americans there, I think, with the exception of maybe one other person or something like that. And I actually... An alcoholic who will remain unidentified for the purpose of this podcast. Correct. Go ahead. AKA... An American American alcoholic. What's her name from the... um, Gilligan's Island. Who was the very wealthy lady with the pearls? Mrs. Howell. Mrs. Howell. Howell. So we'll just call her Mrs. Howell. Okay, so Mrs. Howell. Even though she was 35 and calling everyone darling. Raging alcoholic. (laughs) Anyway, Anyway, okay, so there was one American. You were making a point. I just wanted to point out that there was heavy alcohol consumed. Right. No, the point of this whole thing was that we were the solo dolo Americans and in a room of Europeans and... A bunch of people started expressing their opinions about how we how they don't even need America and that if America just pulled out and became totally American centric tomorrow, it wouldn't affect anybody. And I got like batshit crazy because that's insane. And it made me very defensive of our country. And it actually made me feel like a Trump supporter because it gave me like this moment of clarity where I I finally understood what he was talking about. I don't know if it's because I'm like in a foreign land or what the heck it was, but it made me very defensive of our borders and of our country and of our benevolent nation status, how we're always shelling out money and resources to other countries and we're never turning the focus back on our own people. Okay, so that's Trump, America first. Right, so I actually pivoted slightly towards the concept, not towards the person, Donald J. Trump, but towards the concept. And I understand what he's getting at. And I wish he could just amend his message and his tone because it actually makes so much sense. Like if we don't protect our borders, we're just going to have a free-for-all. And it's like the rich uncle who's constantly giving money to his family and to his nephews and to his nieces. And at some point that daddy Warbucks status is going to run out and we're going to have nothing else to give anybody. So we have to like fix our own house before we start taking care of everybody else. And I just wanted to say that was my little two seconds of clarity from the trip. So see, so what's interesting about the conversation now is the intellectual evolution of people when they start to hear other people as opposed to talk over them or demonize each other because they may be on different sides of the political spectrum. So so what happens is you get the information, you have a political philosophical point of view, you get the information, and then all of a sudden perhaps you can get into the middle or seek some kind of balance as a result of having the information. You would have been blown You know, it's almost like when your mother's like freaking crazy 
like mine and yours, but then like some random person says something about your mother and you're like, hey, that's my mother. Don't say that. You know what I'm saying? How about when your husband says something about your mother? You go crazy, right? Well, you know better. I love, I love you, mother. I mean, no, I you no. don't know better, but I do know better. You don't say I anything anymore. Get you the, just keep it to yourself. Get the it's hell fine. out of here. I love, see, here we go you again. You love I, my mother? Ma, you're probably not listening to the listen podcast. She doesn't listen to this. She doesn't care what okay. we do. Okay, she and doesn't care what I do. I no, don't love your mother. No, what we do. I do love your mother. I totally love your mother. Your mother's great to my kids. She's great to me. And I have a lot of respect for your mom. Okay. Well, so that's, you can say whatever you want. Respect and love okay? are two different things. But, okay. So let me, you know, let me, let me ask listeners out there. Okay. Do you ever have an in-law issue? Ever? Has there never well, been like, so for this an in-law issue? Is that why the sitcoms always have the in-laws? Do you think people are wondering what we are doing? This is our second Thanksgiving back after we... Um, Almost got divorced. Right. So... What are we doing? Last last Thanksgiving, we didn't spend time together. We went our own ways. This year... This year, we're trying to visit both families, and we're trying to do it in a little bit more of a functional way. Mm-hmm. Are we not? Yeah, I'm not seeing my family for Thanksgiving, but... You're not seeing your family the no. day after Thanksgiving? No. No? Why not? But that's okay. Because they're not around. They're, they're, they're in Atlanta, and they're in upstate New York. Okay. So... It's just logistics. Okay. Well, we'll see them very shortly thereafter. Yes. But I'm like overwhelmed with guilt. Do you have like some guilt sound effects here? I mean, do you have like a Jewish mother that can come in over the top <laughs> and say, Anthony, eat your breakfast or something? I mean, it's like unbelievable. Um, um, it's like an unbelievable amount of guilt. It's okay. All right. Well, all right. All look, I know I, is that um, Town and Country Flowers in Manhasset has like their business has skyrocketed. Okay. And- so when Deirdre's mad at me, okay, and I'm going to let you know that it has a there's a law of diminishing effect. Okay. When Deirdre's mad at me, I have my assistant order from Town and Country Flowers in Manhasset. So we're giving them a shout out. Okay. And my my assistant just says, you, you you sure you don't want to buy a flower shop at this point? Okay. Because I'm I'm saying Deirdre's received more flowers on the island. In the kitchen, I always most picture homes get her calling up and telling the them what to write on the card. It must be like mortifying for her. You know what I mean? What? Well, you don't like the creative things I write on no, these cards? No, but it's like so funny to picture her saying it to the man and the man writing it down on the, the man card. Is in love like with me, by the way, just so you know, if the if the man sees me in Manhasset, <laughs> he's gonna like tongue kiss me right there on Plantum Road. He could not be happier with me right now. He's got my credit card like memorized. Oh my god! It's like, okay, dear. Yes, this is, I'm gonna is, get. It, I'm gonna get into <laughs> Mrs. Scaramucci right away. The best is that our kids are like, "Mom, your flowers are here." Like they think that it's like it's something that's supposed to come every week. Okay, so I was in so much trouble. <laughs> oh I was in, I was in so much trouble last night. I was sending like massive amounts of flowers. I mean, the weight of the flower package that arrived. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was yeah, the guy was like, weight. "You sure you don't want me to bring it in for you?" I was like, "Nah, I'm good. I no, can it's, carry it." No, it was thing. overwhelming weight. Okay, uh, Mrs. Mooch's biceps are quite toned from lifting these flowers on a weekly yeah, basis. Yeah, it's funny. All right, but baby, come on. You got to, come on. You, you grew up in a Judeo-Christian family. You have to believe in forgiveness, mm-hmm. okay? You have to love and honor your husband and forgive him for stupid things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, do you see that stone-cold Steve Austin? <laughs> that is like the ice, you know? By the way, when, when your wife says to you, Ladies and gentlemen, when your wife says to you, I'm fine. When she says those two words or the, you know, with the little hyphen in between the two words, 
No, I'm fine. you have a version of Very I'm fine. Bad. You're you're not fine. Ew, you just okay. sounded like Donald Trump and you did that hand. They couldn't see okay. you, but you were like, "Very bad." That was not good. But uh, oh, oh my god. Anthony has a version of that too. He um will come home at night and I'll be in the kitchen where I normally am like cleaning up. And he's like, "Hi." And then he just goes upstairs. That's his version of I'm fine. No, that's not true. Mm-hmm. I was taking the garbage out last night. I was trying to like do mm-hmm. things. Okay. To, to, to win over. You could cut the tension in here with a knife. Jeez. I would say it's brutal. Should yeah. I step out? That's brutal. Well, holidays, <laughs> are, holidays are rough in the Scaramucci family, okay? They may not be rough in your family, but let me tell you something. They get rough in the Scaramucci family. Mm. But look, all right, so back, back well, on the- You may need to seek asylum at some point, right? Ba- back, on the, uh, back on the asylum. <laughs> if I need to seek it, I can't go to the ACLU because I'm a Trump supporter, so I'll have to go to someplace else. Maybe Rocket I'll go man. Tom- Tom Fitman's group. Maybe maybe I'll call Chairman Kim and see if he'll give me asylum in, in North Korea. I'll bring my Elton John CDs and see if I can get asylum in, in North Korea. I mean, this is it's hot in here, man. It is hot. It's cold at home, and it's super hot in here in the studio. Okay, so as we're working we out our as we're working topics? out our domestic, should we like call our therapist on the hotline right now? Oh have him come God. in. Should I give Dr. Phil a call? Hotline. Bing, bing, bing. Okay, so, so let me... Let me let I me love you to, very much. And I love you too. <laughs> you know how he says that? They say I love you, so I love you too. Oh, I love you very much. So, so, baby, I do love you very much. What do you think of the fact that the White House Correspondents' Dinner is not going to have a comedian this year? I think it was a good move. You think it was a good move? Yes. Ballless, cowardly? Nah. Okay, I good. Tell me why. I think they need to... Rain it in. Okay, tell me why. Because it started out like funny with, you know, mm-hmm. sort of classy, funny jokes, right. and it's turned into basically. Well, that's because they're attacking Republicans. So, what happens with these comedians is they got to show their fellow liberals how much no, they despise kind of and like, hate Republicans. You know so, I'm that's ridiculous. why Michelle, went, Michelle re- Wolf went totally crazy. Okay, but I'm ridiculous. I'm a ridiculous. Like you said, I have a giggle tooth. I'm slap happy. I'm like. The most ridiculous person. I'm like five years old. But some things are just kind of not appropriate sometimes, and they're vile-ish. You know what I mean? Vile-ish. Not not that people need to know this, but my wife literally watches bloopers of, like, anchors on TV (laughs) with lights lights crashing on them. Yeah. Or people fainting at the weather. There's a scene in the 60 Minutes thing where the light is coming down on Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, and she's screaming, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, (laughs) as the light's hitting her. And uh, Deirdre Scaramucci's laughing at it right now here in studio, and she watches that, I think, incessantly. Or like when the college so, kid runs by the news reporter and blasts a fart, yeah. like rips a fart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's ripping the <laughs> and fart. she's like, oh, she's Jesus, what go. was that? Uh, there was also, it, you can you can Google this, uh, there's a news journalist somewhere in South America, she's wearing white pants, diarrhea, oh, right. yeah, diarrhea's in one. them. Diarrhea's in them. No, she My was wife's like only Eastern watched European, that. right, or something? She's yeah. Eastern European, she's, she's obviously having a little bit of an upset stomach. She's she, trying to interview she, someone. Diarrhea is in her white pants. My, my, look at her. Look at her. Look at her laughing about it. Okay, really, Rocket man. You know that really, people really will not. go Google these things. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. will go no, no. find so, it on YouTube. So she can. Or sit the lady there. stomping the grapes. That's. I think people know that one where yeah. she's stomping the grapes and she falls out of the right. Um, right barrel she's, and she's like, oh, I can't breathe. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's got the wind knocked out. Of her. She got the wind knocked out of her oh, on live I television. Can't breathe, <laughs> so, 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 even with all the giggle tooth. Some people have a sweet tooth. My wife has a giggle tooth or giggle teeth, for that matter. You want the comedian pulled 
from the White House no, correspondent. No, I think it's a hiatus. Call in the pull the goalie. No, it's one year of sobering classiness. Before vibe. we go, are you having another baby with me or no? I don't know. I just gave all the clothes away. I don't think so. No, you're not having another baby. With I don't think so. Oh, okay. Why? I just thought, no, I just Do you want I mean, to? Yeah, yeah, I was sniffing you out for one. Okay, <laughs> go back, go back, go back to the. No, other I've thing. been so, sniffing you out for one, and like we'll be in a social setting, and I'll be like, yeah, I would have loved to, but Anthony's kind of old. Jesus. Or whatever. Use the word anchor baby. Excuse me. <laughs> I'll use the word anchor baby. <laughs> That's a perfect terminology, anchor baby. If we had one, because then he'd be anchored to me for life. No, no, but, you're, you're, um, you're stuck with me whether you like it or not. Anyway, you never, bit, you never bit the bait. Not going anywhere. You never, you never bit the bait, okay, baby bait. Well, so I'm, I was I'm, like, I'm, all right, I'm ready. I'm, but go back to the go back to the comedian. Go ahead. Go back to the comedian. So I think Ron Turnout. He said he's not going to be like lame, a lame duck. He said he's going to be <clears> funny, but he's going to be like appropriate and classy for one year, and then okay. next year we can go back to like ransacking the palace. So Ron Ron Chernow, I'm a you bi- love him. I'm a bibliophile, and my my wife says I love him totally true. I've read every one of his biographies. One of the best Chernow books, yes, obviously Hamilton, yes, uh, Grant uh, that came out last year. But literally one of the best books I've read in my life, which I'd recommend to people that like finance, are the Warburgs about the German oh, yeah. the German Jewish family that was absolutely annihilated by the Nazis. They lived in Germany so peacefully and they felt such a strong identity with the German nation. And yet at the worst time, remember, the, the, the German Jews lived peacefully for over 500 years in Germany before the specter and rise of Adolf Hitler. But this story about the Warburg family is so brilliantly researched and so brilliantly written by Ron Chernow uh, that I actually probably will end up reading it again at some point in my life. Okay, so you're so you you're think okay there with Ron Chernow. So I love Ron Chernow, but I think there should be just another comedian. Who would it be? Here's what I would say. I'm the president of the White House Correspondents Dinner. Maybe I could last 12 days in that job as opposed to 11. I would say, hey, listen, okay, we got to dial it back a little. I would, I, I would pick somebody I wouldn't pick Rosie O'Donnell as an example. That would not be so good. But I would probably pick one of the Saturday Night Live people, like one of the guys that do Weekend Update, or I'd bring the two guys up there from Weekend Update, and I'd have them read the news or something like that. And I would say, guys, you're yeah, Democrats you know and you're what? liberal, that would but don't give the president such a hard time. It would be a rerun of Saturday Night Live. That's all right, all, all, they all have. right. You know what I'm right. Well, you know, I, mean, I would come up with an idea. You and I could brainstorm a clever idea I think they should. Have, if you're going to do something like that, you got to get like a Chris a Rock way. or something. You yeah, got to get like Rock, a yeah. really Rock. funny person. Chris Rock, like, I'd be all over that. Yeah, like you got to get out what's of these the, like uh, B-list. What's the dude that's on Netflix all the time that you like? Dave oh, Chappelle? Dave Chappelle. Yeah, Dave Hilarious. Chappelle. Yeah, so oh you get like someone like Dave Chappelle, and I think people would really laugh. And look, here's the thing, okay? The president had a roast about himself when he was a celebrity. Well, Seth, he wants the dinner canceled Seth, altogether. That's how much of a baby he yeah, is. Yeah, he's got to cut it out. He's got to knock it off. Okay, so so we, we probably were running out of podcast precious time here, which means my therapy session with my wife is about to end. But I want to talk about Jim Acosta before we leave. Yeah. What do you think there? Jim Acosta, press pass revoked. They sue. They win the press pass back. Where do you think we should be on this? No, oh, everybody should have a press pass. I really th- couldn't say. Oh my God! Oh, Siri is. is, is hey yeah. Siri, sh- sh- th- they win the press pass. But really, really couldn't say Siri. Why do you have a male Siri? I have no idea. This is something my son Anthony did. He altered the voice on here. I have no idea how to get it back to. Remember the her answer? Did you leak the document? Uh, uh, what? 
No, uh, no, I, I didn't leave. Uh, he is well, wait one minute. You're just laughing, you're right, she's oh. laughing. No, no, we didn't. Do you think he does that stand-up for Ivanka? I mean, for Melania. I think he did it. I think he did it before they started sleeping in separate bedrooms. I think she would probably laugh at that. I think she was like, thought he was very funny. I think she really loved him. I think she's mad at him now. I mean, I hope she's not mad. I like, I like her. All right, so good. We should just. Maybe she's not mad at him. Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? Go back to Jim Acosta. Hopefully, she's not mad at him. Who the hell knows? Go back to Jim Acosta. No, I think he should be able to do his job. And I think that it was ridiculous. And I think they, the White House made a really smart move by not even going through all of that. Was she, was he rude? He's, okay, so you think he's very abrasive. And yes, I think he slants towards being overly aggressive and rude and kind of disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But Does I Does he have do, a license to do that? Because the president is rude and abrasive and disrespectful? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, if or do two wrongs not make a right? Two wrongs do not make a right. I'm just saying he has Trump has set that precedent where you can just be a jerk and it's all good. So people think they can be a jerk back. You know, they don't have respect for the office because he's sort of he's changed the whole thing. So I was I was asked last night at this liberal media establishment, they said the hate crimes are up and uh they're up 17%. Do you think that's a result of the president's rhetoric? Is he to be blamed for that? We already talked about this. He's not, he's not responsible for the hate crimes, but if I, he... I know, baby. We already talked about it, but we didn't talk about it on the podcast, honey. Oh, okay. That's why I'm okay. Well, I'm just saying... I'm okay. I'm saying that it's not helpful when people feel emboldened to do something because this guy is on TV spouting his nonsense. That's what I think. All right. Fair it just enough. makes the environment more. What's it called? I don't know. Hate. Uh, it's like a hate-filled environment because he just is on TV all day long being negative. So we got a couple of listeners. By tweets. the way, I okay. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to all the people in California and the firefighters because California is one of my favorite places on earth. And if I didn't have family in New York I would live there 1000% and I'm just feeling terrible for them mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking about Trump saying ridiculous things about raking the forest so that he's got to stop but, that I think it's hurt I think it hurts him I think people shake their heads and say geez he's done a good job on policy but this this sort of nonsense he'll he'll end up jumping the shark on this sort of stuff it's going to really hurt him if he keeps it up so well I just want to give a shout out to all the firefighters and all the people trying to help out out there right. and you know People trying to survive the terrible air quality and losing their mm-hmm. homes and all the debts. And I'm thinking about them on One Thanksgiving. Our, Imagine having no home on Thanksgiving. My, I, I totally agree. And uh, uh, we've donated to the Red Cross out there, babe. And um, I'm sorry that it's going on. And uh, but we got to get this global right. warming under control as well. But let's go yeah. to the listener tweets. Yep. So yes, at Scaramucci, why are you so indifferent to Ooh, the volume yes, of lies Scaramucci. from this president? It's destructive to a functioning democracy. And so, listen, I, I, I've i said that the lies are lies. I'm I'm not out here as a sycophant for the president. I have called out the president when he's doing things that I think are hurtful to himself or unforced errors. It doesn't mean I'm going to dislike the president or switch my loyalties as a result of it. I'm just basically saying he's lying in a way to get the ire up of the left-wing media establishments and people on the left, and he knows that it's galvanizing to his people. As I try to tell my media elites, as much as you hate the president, 
his base hates you equally as much. And he knows that, and he's playing to that. So let's go to the next one. This is a Dear Scaramucci question. I la- It's so funny. Super important. Super important. Have the little ones had an opportunity to play in the snow and make snow angels or snow people? Yes, I wish that we could have pictures pop up on our radio show, but that would be impossible. Yeah, so six inches but, of snow, you had them out there working it, right? Yeah, we, I took them out in the snow last week. And the funny part about it is, is we were away the day it snowed. So the next day it was very warm. So the snow was melting and I had the kids outside. They were basically splashing around in the snow making snow slush angels, but they didn't care. So they loved it. And I'm um, sure there'll be more snow to come. Good old New York. Babe, babe, it's Thanksgiving. I know. Can I get a Thanksgiving pardon, like the way they pardon these turkeys at the White House? Yes. You're going to pardon me? I, I Are you going to pardon so. me right now? I mean, we're on we're on the podcast. You're going to say, on behalf of my family, I pardon Anthony Scaramucci on Thanksgiving? Yes. Swear? I swear. Put your right hand up. Put your right hand up. Let me see it. Okay. I swear. All right, okay, let me just call my assistant. We don't have to send flowers today. I think I'm in the clear today. I thought you were saying, let me call my lawyer. No, no, let me let me call my assistant to... and send flowers, even though we don't have to send them today. I'm oh. sending them anyway. How happy is this man? Happy Thanksgiving happy to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And we got so much to be grateful for in our great country, so get up tomorrow morning and think about all the great things that are going on in your life and stay positive. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.